So, hello. <laughs> uh, welcome to a special episode where it's just going to be the two of us talking for the first time in two years. <laughs> in the two years that we've been working on this. But also, we got feedback from the people who do listen to our podcast that the parts that they enjoy so mostly <laughs> the, the, the part where the both of us just talk about random shit <laughs> um i think like part of our podcast is that we've we've been very organic in our process and we've like you hear a lot of the background noises of southeast asia in a lot of our interviews because we don't have like a studio like we don't have a professional mm-hmm. studio we don't have the budget to like get people together in one place um so part of it is us like recording in our own homes in our own living rooms and questioning this idea of like making a home and all of that goes back to like this whole thing where like our lives or like at least for me it's it's like um being in between borders and stuff is like a big thing for i think everyone that has been a part of sugar nutmeg mm-hmm. um so yeah um but anyway but you know you know it's it's this experience is very like for me it's kind of fun but also annoying but i feel like when i hear a podcast it's not just like not not like a podcast on spotify but podcasts that now kind of or everywhere on YouTube, you know, or like it's podcasts in general. If you listen to them, they have this like set of like I don't know. They all sound the same, you know. Don't you think? Yeah. Because like it's, it's too, too it, like it's too polished, yeah. right? They all sound the same, and I was like, mm. I'm not talking about the content, but like the the audio quality. Yeah, I think I feel the same way with like a lot of things beyond just podcasts, like like films as well, where or theater, where I feel like I like the messy part, you know, and mm-hmm. not 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 in a way where it's like unprofessional and messy, but um, but knowing that something is made as a labor of love, kind of, and not just like oh, people have so much extra money and um like such a big budget that they that everything is just way too polished and way too perfect so yeah yeah but then again in reality i mean i don't know in i mean i think it's applying everywhere like when you talk to your friends at a bar there's always noise right especially like here if you go to a coffee shop like di kakilima or like what do you call that on a like a vendor on the street there're mm-hmm. always like mm-hmm. noises you know from the street and I feel like people mm-hmm. are now, when listening to like a police podcast, in a way, it's kind of mm-hmm. sensitize people. Like you know, yeah, and it makes you wonder, like if I mean, even the idea of like you us, yeah, <laughs> no, like I I got reminded of actually that specific um, program I went back to New York for, and they had structured it in a way where you're sort of like in a very 
intense and rigorous setting where you focus solely on just like watching all these films and discussing all these films. And in a way, like you're in the middle of the woods and kind of um, away from the outside world or the distractions of the outside world. Um, and then I was talking to people there who actually wrote um, essays about how is it really possible to like block this outside world um, in in our artistic practice? Like, because, yeah, <laughs> I guess, I guess, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that, but I just, I just got reminded of that. And when you talked about how like, technically there's always noises around us and there's always these like things that are affecting how we consume things right yeah and I, I feel like everything is on filter now even audio content in a way mm -hmm. it's like on instagram mm -hmm. it, you see like picture filter and on podcast you the fact that you i don't know all this the format maybe it's like a radio from back then like radio have its own distinct like sound because of their microphone but now that we have a lot more kinds of microphone you can you you can sound different you know you can sound like you mm -hmm. i feel like that's what social media used to be in the past like instagram used to be a way for people to express themselves from themselves um like i remember you know early on like uh they were saying that back in like the golden age of hollywood or whatever uh that celebrities had a pr team who would market how they their their public image basically but then now with social media celebrities can just like market themselves from themselves and like how they feel and how they think and not through like a pr team but then of course, with that is like, of course, this silly Kardashian who like, I don't know. It's like she she like tried to take it into her own hands, but then it's then it becomes like a whole like business and an empire of being yeah but po the fact polished i don't even yeah, know i don't even know yeah. what i'm saying anymore <laughs> yeah, yeah that that is interesting but the fact that we fell into the pit <laughs> or like all this you know social media things it says a lot about our condition i think like how we want everything to be super polished and perfect no it's uh what i mean is like our condition in our desire or our psychological not needs but like wanting or yeah it's like our desire although it is maybe like curated by those people but the fact that we've that a lot of us fell into this pit i feel it's it says a lot about us yeah <sighs> why are we talking about social media I don't know. It just it just went it just went in that direction. Uh, no, um, but I was I, I want to talk about the before I want to talk about the 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 YouTube podcast. What do you what do you think of YouTube podcasts? I don't think I'm familiar with YouTube podcasts actually. Like I know that there are podcasts that 
upload videos the um, recording yeah the the video of of when they recorded it onto youtube um but i don't know i feel I, the the also the thing is like i listen to podcasts on spotify and apple podcasts and google podcasts um and then on youtube i have very specific videos that i search for so i rarely like i've never looked for a podcast on youtube and i and i've never stumbled upon a youtube podcast before mm. but like what is a youtube podcast it's just a podcast that is on youtube with all the settings like joe rogan style of podcasts like before oh right 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 yeah um i don't know i think like there there's so much stuff out there like there's there's literally like an oversaturation of things that are out there in the world like everyone has a podcast everyone is mm -hmm. everyone is putting out so much content on social media everyone is posting everywhere every like what like there's just so much like stuff out there and i think that for me like i i know what i like and i know how i how i do things and how like my process is and i kind of just focus on that and i know that um when we talk about process it's 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 um yeah like like i think i think when we when we start talking about like things that are popular and whatever it's it's a difficult conversation and it's like a completely different conversation altogether um mm. no i'm just curious with our way of like you know merging different platforms because i feel like podcasts when they first came out it's great in its own way because it's like radio but it's easy access mm -hmm. but now they kind of merge it with youtube and basically it's tv right and right like, i mean i mean it, are it, we that funny like, guys <laughs> i feel like it's kind of like social media right when it first started it was like this this little organic thing that people did out of passion and then all of a sudden now it's like a freaking billion dollar business yeah but the um, format is the same now what makes me curious is like we we used to have radio and then we have tv and then we have podcasts and then we have youtube podcasts the cycle is kind of the same like the other day i was riding my car and then i heard like a radio advertisement and the radio advertisement advertised its own podcast program and i was like what well don't radios radio stations advertise themselves i mean it's it's right. a radio i mean the format is the same oh. it's just different platforms but i was like what why can't you just like <laughs> i guess like nowadays it's like you cannot you need to yeah. all these different mediums to like to to express yourself to like spread the word to like share the things that you want to no, you have to share the market i think radio nobody is going to listen to radio anymore that's why they moved to podcast yeah yeah <sighs> well oh by the way dude do you know that indonesian passport 
got cancelled a couple of days ago by the German embassy. Really? Why? Is it because of Documenta? No, it's because we we have new type of uh, passport, the digital one, and they forgot to put something or like something like very silly mistake by our side that is not comply with their regulatory. I mean, and I, I was reading that news and I was like, how can this happen? You know, shouldn't you guys should know all of the details or like small things you should put on the passport? Wait, so so is it Germany? Is it only Germany that rejected or canceled the Indonesian or like they basically don't recognize the Indonesian passport, right? But is it just Germany or the whole Schengen region? I, the one that I read is from Germany because I think a lot of people are like going to Germany and a lot of them get their visa rejected because of that. I think they should fix it by now. That's so interesting. But then if they if they apply for a visa to like France and then go to Germany after through France, like yeah. does that mean they can get it still? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they tried to do that, but I don't know. I think it's something to do with like apa sih namanya tempat tanda tangan itu Like a the box. I think something to do with that. But I mean even that, how can you make such a like yeah but then the thing is like honestly i've been thinking about this a lot and like the whole thing with like visas and passports and whatever like all of that is like it's a colonial thing right <laughs> i know it's idealistic or whatever to say that and it's like oh the reality of the world is that we have these borders implemented well that is the easy um, answer but but you know like to really to if if you really dig deep and break down why passports and visas exist and why certain re- countries in the world need visas and other countries in the world don't people with certain passports have such difficulty applying for a visa to go everywhere in the world anywhere they want to go and then people from certain people with passports from certain countries have so much freedom to go wherever they want in the world without needing to be screened by people who need to know every single place that you need to go that you want to go and like you know what i mean it's like but i don't think that's necessarily colonial though it's just like a human nature of like who's on the top no matter it's colonial or not but you know but I'm saying, like, when when the Europeans came to to the rest of the world, they just came without without a visa, <laughs> without a passport. They just like came and were like, "Okay, we're here. We're gonna take your sugar. We're gonna take your nutmeg, and just yeah, yeah, yeah." I mean, that time did we ha- even have passport? No, of course not. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And so, like, after that. Because of the economy that was shaped by the whole trade of the spices, and they were able to build an empire based on the spices. I think whenever you have metropolitan, whenever you have metropolitan, you have this type of you know border things. It happened in the Greek, ancient Greek, way before the colonialism. Like the Ro- like the Roman Empire and before like- the Roman. Like how, like certain people need to do certain things to become 
with Sirius and Optimus. I mean, I guess it's true. Right, right. The whole Trojan horse was because they wanted to get to the other side. Like, that was how they... No, um, it's because of Helen. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like now I'm thinking about it. Like the Trojan horse story is like is like literally like human trafficking or like or 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 it's like no, I shouldn't say human trafficking, but like it's the migrant van that like people talk about. Like you know, in the states, people are like, oh, there's all of these migrant vans from from Latin America. Um, and I'm like, well, the Trojan horse was kind of like how they put people in a thing and then like hit people and then got across to the other side of town that they were not allowed to go to (laughs) something just hit me when you talk about immigration because we talk about like there shouldn't be borders and people should like you know be able to move or to move to whatever they want to go but then you and i always complain about all the bullies in bali (laughs) no no i'm saying i'm saying that it needs to be equal. Like if Indonesians need to go through such a difficult and expensive process to even apply for a visa with no guarantee of getting it approved, the same thing should should be implemented. The same kind of system should be implemented for people from North America and Europe to apply, to have to apply for a visa with all of the difficult and complicated questions and forms no. in order to go to Bali or Bangkok or, you know, or the Caribbean, you know, like places where like people are like, oh, like just going to beaches. No, I'm, I'm not saying our like economy if, will be impacted bigly. If like take Bali, for example, if that apply that equality applied and we we make and it's hard to go to Bali. Yeah, it's harder to go to Bali. And what about the economy over there? That is such for so well, long. The reason that uh, tourism industry. Right. The the local economy in Bali and in Southeast Asia and in this like, quote unquote, so-called poor countries are like that because it was shaped that way by I know certain people. I know, but isn't but, <laughs> but right, right? You're saying the reality. Do really that kind of like uh, kind of conversation? Like, oh, it's shaped by that. Really helped the way we solve problem today. I mean, yeah, it is shaped by that. But how can we better the economy to not be trapped in that? whole again you know what i mean because the system is the same with tourism and everything right well i think i think like the tourism industry has so many uh shortcomings um like downfall i don't know what's the right word like the tourism industry itself is like very problematic because there's a lot of like a lot of exoticization like in our podcast like in one of our previous episodes yeah. with Sarn, like we talked about how um like the whole rnr in thailand um during the american military time over there like that fueled a whole thing but like now tourism is how people make a living and things like it's a whole conversation altogether But what I'm saying is there is such unequal treatment of of people and and the freedoms that you are granted by the passport that you hold and the citizenship that you hold. Because really, like, 
people from certain countries have absolutely no idea how difficult the visa application process is for so many people and how that difficult visa application process uh, it is implemented not only to one country or two country, but like to so many places that you have to go if you're from certain parts of the world. Like every time you have to go to another country, you have to go through a very difficult and expensive visa application yeah. process. I mean, the most argument about like <laughs> if you're Indonesian with a very Muslim name, it's going to be hard for you to get visa to go to the US or to to Europe, right? That's the argument. But now the I think the Saudi's passport it's it's really powerful. The number one, it's the number one second to Singapore, right? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, I mean like beat Singapore passport. So wait, Saudi already already beat Singapore I think it's passport number one now. Oh wow! So it's not about. Okay. I mean, we always think about it as like prejudice and stuff, but no, it's politics and economy and you know all of that stuff that people don't want us to think about who holds the power at the moment and power like power dynamics are always shifting um but what i was going to say people are going to say oh singapore is in southeast asia but like (laughs) we always have to make a distinction that singapore is like an anomaly in the southeast asian region (laughs) um but this is all interesting i guess because so uh, about the passport so uh, basically, our new passport doesn't have the last page for tanda tangan. So that's why they rejected our passport. Wait, I I have my passport beside me right now. Is it now? the new one? Digital electronic? Because I'm about board? to cross the border. I'm literally about to cross the border to the U.S. It's like also, okay, while I, while I grab my passport right now, um, I have to say it's really crazy because the like, uh, when I cross from the U.S. to Mexico, it was so smooth. Like, it was very lanchar. Um, like, it was very fast and everything. But then now that I have to cross from um, Mexico to the U.S., the lines are, like, two hours long. And, like, it's it's very um, complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, my passport is new. And um, it has the tanda tangan box on the last page. Is it the digital one? The digital? N- no, I, I guess the my digital um, one, the one with like a thick, what do you call that? Paper in, in the front. I don't know if this is digital or not, but this is different from my other passports, and it is newer. But I, I, you mean e passport? Yes. Is that what you're yes. talking is about? E passport, digital oh, yeah. passport. Yeah, that one. Yeah. No, this is not. This is not an e passport. Okay, so I guess like they only rejected the e-passport, but they didn't reject the the regular passport, right? No, no. But a lot of people just, you know, change their passport. Ah, uh, yeah. And then to change your pa- passport, it's like costs you oh, quite a lot for like Indonesian money. So, so do they have to? Are they being charged again? I don't know. I don't follow it because they should. Yeah, they, yeah, they should just fix it without charging people oh again. yeah come on otherwise there will be you know. <laughs> otherwise that like that is literally the 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 best way to like corrupt money and just be like oh we made a mistake so now you have to like reapply i mean the thing is pass- like the quota of indonesian people flying to germany each year it's 
I think more than people going to America, I think, because of the relationship that Indonesian and the German government have over the education uh, department. Mm. Mm. So how could you make this kind of mistake? I mean, you know. <sighs> I don't know. But also, like, something that I noticed is that there are no... There are, like, I can always count with one hand the number of Asians in Latin America. Like, even in Mexico. or Like, I guess this part of Mexico. It's Anyway, I'm going on a tangent. <sighs> I just never see, yeah, like, I'm always just, like, the only Asian or, like, one of two people. But don't you think that usually people migrate to a prosperous territory naturally like a prosperous country like the america canada no yeah i'm saying like i don't even see tourists ah right no i understand that i'm saying i don't even see tourists you know, maybe because of like the not sun. even visitors <laughs> maybe because of, because <laughs> the other day i saw someone on instagram she's like asian american and she was making fun of her mom when the when it was when it's sunny outside her mom would like open up her umbrella <laughs> actually you know you know what's funny um i was talking to someone in new york before i flew back down here and then they were like wait so where were you like so you were in like vieques and then you were in cartagena and then now you're going to tijuana basically if you're from Indonesia, then this is just like going home for you. It's not different. The weather is exactly the same. It's like just super sunny, super hot, super humid. And I'm like, yeah, kind of. I guess this is my way of like going home without actually dealing with all the shit. But I mean, after the the cartel. <laughs> so after the cartel wars, I'm just like, well, this is not really that much different from in Jakarta yeah. when they have we like, have our cartel crazy... but they <laughs> but okay the crazy thing is FPI about FPI <laughs> <sighs> like honestly though the crazy thing is um I don't think like we have our cartels but I don't think it was like as extreme so like what happened was recently the Mexican government captured one of the cartel kings, mm -hmm. like one of the kingpins, and the cartel that is owned by that drug lord threatened the Mexican government, telling them that if you don't release this guy, we are going to burn City the whole town. And they did. They, yeah, they, they did burn. They started burning like vehicles. They, they started like um, raiding like the supermarkets and the shops and things like that. And the thing is, it's because in um, like several years ago in Culiacan, that did happen where there was a cartel there, the drug lord Kingpin, like he got captured by the government and then the cartel started burning stuff and then the government released the guy. So that set a precedent for a lot of the cartels to, to say that, oh, if, yeah, to do the same. Yeah. And also, like, if, if the king is, if the drug lord is, like, caught, it creates this, like, power vacuum between the cartels yeah. themselves, the different cartels themselves. And so there's also that fighting where now they're trying to fight for the top position. 
So anyway, it was like really chaos. And of course, like everyone, like, you know, was advised to like shelter in place and mm -hmm. go on lockdown. And like, actually it was kind of crazy because we, we didn't have food because we were not, like we didn't know it was gonna happen. And by the time we, we were just gonna stop by a local supermarket, but when we got there, the supermarket was like, no, we're not letting people in. And it was really weird because we we're like, it's only like 8.30, why, why are they not letting people in mm -hmm. already? And then after that, we found out. Um, because of course, like then the, the whole streets were like full of sirens um, and like all kinds of uh, what police cars and like National Guard and army and stuff. Um, but it all made me think about how like in Indonesia, I think like these cartel wars also happen. Like we also have our own cartel and we also have our own like mafia stuff. And like these happen, but it's never been in a way where the government's like, okay, like everyone stay home because they're gonna burn the whole town. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> right? Like they just have their own fight amongst themselves. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I mean it happens. But then I don't outside know outside Jakarta, though. <clears throat> but yeah, it's true. It's true. It happens outside Jakarta. Maybe, yeah. And Jakarta people are too busy, you know, looking for money. <laughs> no, but it's true. I think I think it's true when you said FBE. Like, imagine, imagine if it's still active. It is still active. No, it's it's. They say the 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 president or whoever. That's why now they have like this. You know the the pemuda pancasila. Now they have they are getting bigger because the FBI is no longer there as the preman preman. Oh, okay. So like the the FBI are still there, but um, yeah. they're just not in like the top position, right? That's what you're saying. No, I think there's no longer FBI dibubarin we. No, because when I was in Jakarta, I was driving around Kota, uh, like uh, central Jakarta area, and there were people in FPI, like uh, outfit, wardrobe, costume, whatever. Y you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Like people, yeah, like it was very clear that that is like the, the stuff that FPI people wore and they had the FPI flag, which is very... Maybe that maybe that's them rebelling because they're kayak pemerintah udah bubarin gitu kan. Or maybe it's just a symbol. I don't know. Um, yeah, by men hmm. call Paul who come. Hmm. I mean, there are organizations similar. Yeah, but I, I, I do know, like, I'm trying to remember. Like, remember kayak Demo 212? Like, when they had... Yeah, but that's not FBI. Right, right. But like that was still like a really huge demo at the Monas, right? Mm -hmm. And they were saying like, oh, we're gonna like unleash our rage um, and like be careful if you try to like stop us from expressing blah, blah, blah. And, and I, I wonder if like the government actually put out an official statement for people to like be careful <laughs> or if it was just like amongst oh, I, um i mean private mm, i mean that happened during uh what's his name ahok riot that the government yes like, and more yeah. other, times, other times and other times as well i know that i experience that i know but other than that i don't know Oh yeah, because when I was in Indonesia, that was when I went to Indonesia, that was when you went to New York, right? Yeah. So 
we switched places kind of. And then when I, I remember when I was down there, I remember like um, people were sending me like in the news, definitely like people were saying like, be careful because like this is what is happening. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, the world is burning yeah. literally. But I think all of this and... thing is very human nature thing. You know, yeah, it to is. To thrive, to power, and then to, which is annoying that we never really talk about it about this na- this hunger to uh, whatever survival nature, in, I mean, like research scientifically to like move on from this behavior. It just keeps, or is it like our true true nature since the dawn of time <laughs> that we can't, you know, I don't know. Now we're all power hungry and yeah, um, I think people, I don't know if people, I'm sure people research about it because I know people write about it. Like people write about how power dynamics are always shifting. And like, again, I think another thing that I think is a very US centric perspective is that, oh, I, I don't know, like, in, in a, how, how do I even say this diplomatically? But in a lot of conversations about decolonialism i think some people might think like oh it's only like white people who were power hungry back in the day but like you see that the wheel turns you know like you don't there are people who are not white who are just as power hungry and oh that's forbidden area you know (laughs) cannot talk about it you can know about it, but just don't talk about it. Silly rule, right? <gasps> don't say it. <sighs> well, it's a good thing this is our podcast. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, yeah. People research about things, but it never been applied to, I don't know, political, I don't know, theory or whatever. I don't know. Maybe because it's not politically correct. Or whatever, you know, like... Oh, no, no, no. I mean, like, the the, I mean, the science of, like, why we have this such, a, you know, th- hunger for power. Oh. But that, too, we never talked about it. I don't know why. Who, who, who came up with this rule? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, like, yeah. watching, like, the news and then all of the, the, the war between the, like... The life and the left and then the right. I was just like, but they all now they're similar, you know, the way they argue and stuff. Yeah. And we're like, Meh. yeah. And you say now it's similar. No, it's always like it's pretty. I mean, yeah, I mean, okay, like, like now in back like, in the day, you know, since like five or six years, you know, because bef- since like twenty years ago, I feel. No, because liberal before, I feel like it's more, you know, it's not. It's true, it's true. It's like shifting. Yeah, with social it's media, shifting and, yeah. both with social media, the left and the right getting worse. I think, I think there's no like formal, maybe there's no like academic text about it. Um, but I know a lot of artists and writers, write, writers write about it, like, um like maybe there's no no formal data for people to like actually like uh 
formally yeah. say it, but like, kaya, you know how like Chien was saying, if you don't have formal data, you can use art as a way to express things. And I think like a lot of artists and writers like write about that. And um, yeah. Mm. And I think people realize that. I don't know, maybe like, because we don't really know what's going on inside our body too, you know, or inside our brain. Mm, yeah, maybe. I think I think we used to. I think like human human nature at at the baseline we know intuitively intuitively who we are. Like intuitively, I think we all know this this dark side that we have which is not pretty in today's world, you know, like our desire for power for many things that are not um are not like quote unquote so called good in this world but i think that like nowadays be, nowadays it's like it's i know the answer like, to this like we don't <laughs> what? because we're cursed by god because we ate the forbidden fruit <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I think because we, yeah, I think you're right. We know all of this stuff, but the truth is what the this reality. It's it's a good business. It's like we get further and further away, right? Like we get further and further away from like who we really are as humans, right? Um, but who we really are as humans. <laughs> like cavemen like wild you know but then now it's like oh you know there's all of these layers that you have to put on because yeah but we evolve you're not supposed to be we evolve so right, much but, but this right, thing right. it's it doesn't we evolve but like in the core of us it's still that desire for sex, for food, for all the food that we can possibly eat, all the sex that we can possibly have, all the power that we can possibly have. It's all still there in the core of human nature, I think. But just like the situations have changed, our the way of the way we relate to other humans have changed, our environment has clearly changed. But I think like deep down in the core of like that, you know, it's still that like animalistic whatever <laughs> oh yeah but i mean even animals they also have the same you know structure and desire and yeah that's and what i'm saying what my problem is like if we all know it why can't we create just accept yeah, it accept it and then create like a new policy that acknowledge our flaws <laughs> And then okay, this is like this is like going on a tangent. Yeah, this is so it's totally going on a tangent. But the whole thing about like oh, creating a new system of how like you know we we live in society. Like the whole thing about polyamory is like people saying like oh humans were never like meant to be with like one partner. So like polyamory, blah blah blah. But like. At the same time, I also think like now people are using polyamory as an excuse to just Cheat. like, yeah, and like not commit. And like, I mean, you like for Indonesians, we have always known that like guys who like just want to cheat and fuck around, 
they use polygamy as an excuse and you can do polygamy in indonesia like legally and it's supported by the state which is influenced by religion mm -hmm. and things like that but now like in stupid new york where people are like oh like we're, already we're so edgy or whatever we're, huh uh, the mormon do that too yeah, no? yeah the, everyone everyone like the a lot of these like religious yeah. um things already but like i'm saying like now in new york it's like people are like oh this is like the new edgy thing oh. to do and it's like no it's just like it's just like a fucking excuse for people to cheat and not commit and and not hurt people <laughs> yeah, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> this is I think we can make an episode out of this dude <laughs> we can totally make an episode out of <laughs> anyways we have a new website not a new website we revamped our old website in a way it's 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 a very new look so yes so go check it out it's sugarnutmag.com um, and you'll have fun because we designed it in a way so that um, you have to... You can play with it. You can play with it. Like you have to think on how to play with it. And it's on purpose. Like it, it goes with what we do. And also because we want to engage more with you guys where you can participate. A section, life. yes. A section called condiments to complement our main course <laughs> or it doesn't it doesn't complement the main course because it's not like dessert it's yeah, more like seasoning on top of what we normally do but you can submit essays and articles and reports and writing basically anything about southeast asia or related to southeast asia and the the themes that we talk about and if you listen to our podcast, you know we talk about migration and diaspora and what else? Tourism and food. And history through right. food, philosophy, anthropology, basically a lot of things. It's not limited to something, but, you know, our core themes are... What is our core yeah. theme? <laughs> Our core team is a, a candy restaurant. Yeah. Not a candy, a candy shop. A candy shop, but also a restaurant. So what is it? You figure it out. <laughs> it's a la carte menu. <laughs> a la carte and secret menu where you uh, choose your own thing. Uh, what do you call it's it? It's like, you know, like those type of restaurant when, you, when they blind you before you enter the restaurant. And then you just like experience things in darkness. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, you know what I was thinking? There has never been a speakeasy for a candy shop. Mm. So maybe we should make a speakeasy, but except it's a candy shop. shop. <laughs> yeah. Whoever wants to fund us, fund our idea. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. And until our next feast. This is Ruth. And this is Alexandra.